You're listening to The Peak Podcast with me, Christina Roman. We're having real, intimate conversations about the interconnectedness of life. Join us as we discuss big topics like intuition, personal mastery, and emotional wellness, and why they matter for you. I'm so excited to have you here for another season. This season, we're going really deep on the topic of procrastination and how to quit procrastinating once and for all. I'm speaking specifically to people not only who identify as procrastinators, but also those people who have trouble finishing projects, or maybe you even have trouble starting projects. This is your new home, so welcome. Hi there. Welcome back to the Peak Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. I hope that you're having an awesome day or had an awesome day, depending on when you're listening to this. Today, I am talking about the most overlooked part of goal setting, and this is absolutely one of my favorite things to talk about in life coaching. When a lot of clients come to me at the beginning, they're really, really hesitant to set goals. And what inevitably comes up in our conversation is that they're afraid to set a goal because they're afraid they're not going to be able to meet that goal. They don't want to feel disappointed, and so they figure they might as well just never set the goal because then they'll never have to experience the disappointment of not reaching it. But what I want to offer to you is that you're going to be disappointed if you don't go after that goal. If that goal has been lingering in your mind or you've pushed it to the back of your mind, like I like to say, you've put it on the back burner, and it's still there somewhere in your brain taking up a lot of your psychic energy— then you're going to be disappointed one way or another. So you might as well go for that goal, make a plan to achieve it, and if you don't achieve it, be willing to feel uncomfortable and be willing to feel disappointed, but at least you'll know that you went after it. How does that sound? Are you willing to try that? Once people are on board with actually setting a goal, here's how they often go about doing that. They sort of set a goal, They make a kind of to-do list. They, quote, plan to do it all or, quote, hope to do it all. And then they likely don't achieve that goal, but they're not really sure because they're not even really sure what the goal was in the first place. And if you look at the model, the idea that thoughts create feelings, feelings create actions, and actions create results, you'll see that having a really undefined goal in your mind is almost never going to lead you to the level of success and goal achievement that you're looking for in your life, right? If your thought is not a good input, you're probably not going to have a great output at the end. But what I work with my clients on is a four-step process. Step one is to choose a 30-day goal. So that's a goal that you think you can achieve in 30 days. It should feel uncomfortable. You should feel like you're stretching, but it shouldn't be so daunting that there's absolutely no way you're going to take action on it. Step two is to brainstorm the action steps that you'll need to take to get the result that you want. Step three is to brainstorm the obstacles and strategies that will come up along the way. And step four is to schedule and follow through. Now, don't get me wrong. I love to boil things down, make them as simple as possible. And that's why I boiled this down to four easy steps. But the truth is it's going to be tough. It's going to be uncomfortable and it's gonna be really challenging along the way. Luckily, we can prepare for all of that. I'm gonna take this to a really specific example in my business, but I want you to think about how this might apply for a result that you would like to create in your life. For me, one of my goals was to have 500 email subscribers 
by last September. Just as a heads up, we have well surpassed that, which is really exciting. So I had a specific number in mind of subscribers that I wanted. I had a specific date that I was going to achieve it by. And then I had a way to track it. So for me, it was looking at the total count of email subscribers in my email marketing platform. I want to give you a minute to think about a result that you would like to create in your life. Now, if it's such a big goal that you can't possibly tackle it in 30 days, break off a piece of it and make that your 30-day goal. So for example, if you want to write a book, you might say that you're going to have two chapters done by the end of 30 days. If you want to write a screenplay, you might have several scenes written. If you want to lose 100 pounds, you might have 20 pounds gone at the end of 30 days. So get really creative about what you want to create in your life, dream big, but then dial it back to what's achievable within 30 days. Okay, you've got your 30-day goal, you have the specific date 30 days from now when it will be achieved, and you know exactly how you're going to measure whether or not it was successful. You have a really great start. That was step one. Step two is to brainstorm the action steps that you need to take in order to achieve this goal. For me, I drilled down my action steps into the following. In order to get 500 email subscribers, I needed to create an amazing freebie that people would get in exchange for giving me their email address. I needed to create a landing page for that freebie. I needed to link that with my email marketing platform. And then I needed to get eyes on that. So to get even more specific, the way that I planned to get eyes on that was to run Facebook ads, So I needed to hire a Facebook ads manager to run those ads. I wanted to form collaborations with different business owners in the same industry as me. So send out cold pitches, ask them if I could be on their podcast or ask them if they could include my freebie in an upcoming email, any kind of pitch like that. I needed to ask people if they wanted to be on my email list. So in conversation in person or conversations via email, go ahead and just directly ask if these people wanted to be added to my email list. I wanted to ask friends and family if they would be on the email list, but also if they would share it with someone who they thought might benefit from my emails. I needed to create stellar content, so both written and here on the podcast that I could then send out to my email subscribers to create value. So this list can go on and on. So I'm going to give you another minute to think about some of the action steps that you might take in order to achieve your 30-day goal. Now, for some of you, that was probably super easy. You know exactly what you need to do in order to achieve your goal. But for others listening, it probably didn't come as easy. You might have said to yourself, I don't have ideas. I don't know how to get this done. I don't know how to get started. If that's you, please reach out to me. I have a resource that I would love to send your way, which is basically how to work through I don't know in your life and teach you how to generate your own solutions to your problems at any given time. Highly recommend doubling down on that because in my opinion, learning to brainstorm is one of the most useful skills that you can possibly have in life. I'm gonna use the example now of implementing a process, a new process in your job. And so that could be whether you're a solo business owner or if you work in a giant corporate setting, this will apply. 
If there's a process that you are responsible for implementing at work, you might break that down into the following steps. You're going to host an initial brainstorming session to get different people's inputs. So you need to coordinate calendars and then schedule that. You'll schedule time on your calendar to map things out and make sure that the workflow makes sense. And then you'll schedule in time to beta test, do a beta run, split test, anything that you need to do in terms of making sure that your solution actually solves the problem that you're looking to solve. I know that that's still pretty general, but just think about if you had a work project, exactly the steps that you would need to take to get it accomplished. That was step two. So you've done one, you set a 30-day goal, and you did step two, which is to brainstorm the action items that you would need to do in order to get this goal done. Now, a lot of you will be tempted to stop here. You'll be like, I got my list. I'm good. I don't know what she's talking about. We're done here, aren't we? But we're not done yet. This is the single most overlooked part of goal setting right here. This to me is the secret sauce. This is the key. So listen carefully. You might even want to write this down. Step three is to brainstorm obstacles and their corresponding strategies. If you're like, I have no idea what that means, I'm going to make this super clear with a candy crush analogy. Are you ready for this? I may be the only human who still plays candy crush, but I know that everyone listening probably played candy crush at some point. I've been on enough airplanes where I walk by a 12-year-old, and then I walk by a 65-year-old, and they're both playing Candy Crush. So I think that this is pretty common. (laughs) So I just did a quick Google search. And if you're familiar with Candy Crush, then you know that there's all these different obstacles that the game puts in your way as you go up on the levels, right? As the levels get harder, there's more and more obstacles. In Candy Crush words, these are called blockers. Now I just looked this up, and there's a lot of blockers. I'm gonna do rapid fire list of all the blockers you find in Candy Crush. There's regular icing, licorice lock, chocolate, marmalade, licorice swirl, time bomb candy, one layered icing, two layered icing, three layered icing, chocolate spawner, four layered icing, five layered icing, cake pop. And then there's a bunch of other ones, but I'm not gonna bore you because this article is like three pages long. Okay. You get the point. As the levels get harder, there are more and more blockers or obstacles. So bringing this back to our goal setting, an obstacle is any roadblock that comes up along the way between where you are now and goal achievement. That can be anything. So it's your thoughts, it's your feelings, it's your actions, it's other people, it's all these different things can all be obstacles. And then put simply, a strategy is the way that you overcome said obstacle. If you walk away from this podcast episode with one nugget of wisdom, this is what I want it to be. Every single obstacle that ever presents in life has a strategy to overcome it. Now, a lot of you might be thinking that that can't possibly be true, but in my experience, it has been true 100% of the time. If you're a Marie Forleo fan, she says everything is figureoutable. Now, it might not be the perfect situation. It might not be the most fun option. It might not be the thing that you truly wanted to happen. It might not meet your expectations. But every single obstacle in life has a strategy that can overcome it. So keep that in mind. 
Now, the reason that this is so freaking important in goal setting is because most people, again, will set a goal, they'll come up with action steps, and then they'll expect it to be smooth sailing. It's not. And you know why? Because it's life and life is complicated. So when you pre-anticipate all of the obstacles and already prepare for the fact that they're going to be there, but you can overcome them with the strategy, you are going to be in such a better place to go after that goal. So what you're doing is you're planning ahead of time and you're anticipating. And that skill set is so powerful. So the way that you're going to brainstorm your list of obstacles is to go back to that list of action items and go down item by item and ask yourself the following question. What would possibly stand in the way between me and completing this action step? So let's take this back to my goal of 500 email subscribers. The first big obstacle that came up for me with getting 500 email subscribers was that I realized I was terrified to run Facebook ads because I was scared that people on Facebook would write mean comments about me. Now you might be wondering, well, how is that an obstacle? But more importantly, how do you overcome it? Well, I wasn't taking action on hiring a Facebook ads manager because I had this crippling fear that I wasn't acknowledging. So I had to work with myself and with a coach in order to overcome that fear, be willing to face it head on, and then move forward into actually hiring a Facebook ads manager. So again, your obstacles can absolutely be emotional. I then needed to actually hire a Facebook ads manager. That sounds like a super simple action step, but if anyone's ever done any hiring, you know that it's more complicated than that. So my obstacle was I didn't know any Facebook ads managers. My solution for that, my strategy, was to reach out to my former business partner and ask her for referrals. One of my action steps was to create an amazing freebie that's super undefined, so we're gonna get need to get more specific. So when I think about creating an amazing freebie, one of the things that first comes up to me, an obstacle, is that I don't know what titles perform well on Facebook. So once I hired the Facebook ads manager, I could email her, send her a Voxer, and we could actually chat about what titles perform well for freebies. That's my obstacle. I don't know what title to use. That's my strategy. Contact my amazing new Facebook ads manager that I got by overcoming one of my other obstacles. Another action item is to send those cold pitches to see if I can be a guest on someone's podcast. Obstacle, I don't know who to contact. Strategy, put a block of time on my calendar to spend time doing research so that I know who to reach out to. So you can just keep going with all of the things that come up. Again, the question to ask yourself when you look at those action items is, what might possibly stand in the way between where I am right now and completing this action step? Now here's the key. Every single obstacle that you come up with and every corresponding strategy that you brainstorm then gets put onto that master list of all of the action steps. So in the last step of the process, step two, you might've had 20 action steps. By now, you should have probably at least doubled that. And what's gonna happen is you're gonna have more action steps, you're gonna know what you need to do, and you're gonna get more and more granular. So instead of these big abstract action items that you're not actually sure what to do with, you know exactly what action you need to take when you sit down to get to work. Now, if you're like, I don't understand what the Candy Crush had to do with anything, I wanna bring it back to Candy Crush. 
So as I mentioned, they use the word blocker in the game, but we're calling them obstacles. If you've ever played Candy Crush, you might have gotten mildly annoyed when you find an obstacle that you're not sure how to overcome. Maybe you run out of lives and then you have to wait for the lives to reload so that you can play again. Mildly annoying, right? But you're not mad at the obstacles. You're not pissed that the obstacles are there. You opted into the game. You are literally playing to combat the obstacles and you know that they're all part of the process. Now, when it's a result that you wanna create in your life, there's a tendency to make it so much more personal. You might feel, like a friend of mine always says, personally victimized by the obstacles that crop up. You might feel like they're out to get you. You might feel like there's not any possible way that you can overcome them, like they're insurmountable. But I want you to put on that lens of Candy Crush and ask yourself how you can see the obstacles as just a stepping stone towards achieving your goal. And maybe, just maybe, learn to find the obstacles actually really fun. I'm telling you, now that I use this method of goal setting in my life, I get so excited to unearth the obstacles because I know that those obstacles are the exact thing that I have to overcome in order to achieve my goal. Nothing more, nothing less. I know that having obstacles doesn't mean anything about me as a person. It doesn't mean I'm less confident. It doesn't mean I'm less capable, less talented. It's just life. There are obstacles. So I'd be so curious if that resonates with you. If it doesn't, spend a little bit more time exploring and see if you can put that concept into words that work for you. But for everyone else, I'm so excited to see the way that really embracing obstacles opens things up for you. Now, if you thought that brainstorming obstacles coming face-to-face with them was the worst part, you're wrong. We haven't even gotten to the worst part yet. Step four is, I think, the worst for most people that I work with. Step four is to schedule and follow through. I'm so curious how many people just shuddered listening to this in their car or on a walk. How many of you are like, yeah, that's where the whole system breaks down for me. The idea of actually scheduling and then actually honoring that commitment, following through and getting it done is so challenging. If it scares you, totally normal, but totally solvable. I was just on a mini session today with a potential client and he said that when he sits down to do the hard work, he feels a mix of all these different emotions. For him, it's boredom, anxiety, and pressure. And the funny thing was he was like, I feel like the boredom and the pressure really contradict each other, but somehow they managed to coexist. So if you've ever felt completely conflicting emotions at the same time, totally normal. So notice all of those feelings that come up as you sit down to do hard work. So let's say you schedule a block on your calendar, 2 p.m. on a Monday, and you're going to work on the action steps that you thought about for this goal. In that moment at 2 p.m., I can almost guarantee with almost 100% accuracy, you're not gonna wanna do it. You're gonna think it was the worst idea ever to commit to this goal. You might blame me a little bit and be like, I'm so annoyed that I ever bought into her bullshit. (laughs) Pardon my French, right? It's gonna be terrible. 
But what I always say to clients is just let it be terrible. Let it be terrible. Notice the feelings and then stop. Ask yourself, what thoughts are creating these feelings? Don't go any further down the rabbit hole of your thoughts and your feelings at that time. You can always revisit it later. The only two things that you're asking yourself are, what am I feeling right now? What thought is creating that feeling? Good to know. Now we get back to work. In those moments, it's really helpful to have a little phrase that you use on yourself to get yourself back refocused. The one that I say, which you're welcome to steal, is when I find myself going off in all these different directions, I'm having new ideas, I'm thinking of all these other things I need to do, I'm thinking how I don't want to do this, all of it. I say to myself, we're not doing that right now. Super simple. We're not doing that right now. And then I refocus and I get back to work with all of those negative emotions coming along for the ride. We're not resisting them. We're not pushing against them. We're not burying them. We're letting them come along for the ride, knowing that chances are it's going to get a heck of a lot easier as you go. So that's step four. Schedule it and follow through. But I want to bring us back to step three, which again, the most overlooked part of goal setting, those obstacles. And they are going to resurface along the way. And not only are they going to resurface, but new ones are going to come up, which is great. So when you sit down, you schedule time, 2 p.m. on a Monday, an hour block to work towards your goal, you are going to have new obstacles that come up. All you need to do in that moment is remember that they're obstacles, remember that they're not personal, remember that they all have a strategy, add that to your list of things that you need to learn or belief systems that you need to change or action items that you need to take. All you do is keep adding to that master list of action steps and eventually you are going to achieve that goal. Now here's the crazy part. Sometimes achieving that goal is weirdly anticlimactic. And here's why. You have become a different person in the process of achieving this goal. You have come face to face with yourself and all of the obstacles that you used to let stop you. You're changed at the end of these 30 days. And so sometimes you're so evolved and you're so changed that you're just ready for the next thing. And so I encourage you once you reach your goal to take a minute and just appreciate all of the change that you had to go through to get to where you are in 30 days. If you don't achieve your goal, that's also fine. It was always a stretch, but what you want to do is look over it, look over all of the process, the setting of the goal, the brainstorming of the action items, brainstorming obstacles and strategies, and then scheduling and following through, and really get honest with yourself about where in the process things got derailed. Or I should say, where in the process you let things get derailed. So figure out which step it happened in and then get even more specific about where in that step you let things get derailed. Those then become your obstacles for your next goal. So I wanna finish this up by telling you what happened with my goal of 500 email subscribers. In full transparency, I did not hit that goal on the date that I set. I can't even tell you how short I was, but I definitely was short of 500 subscribers. But the craziest thing is that once I really fully came face-to-face with all of the obstacles that had prevented me from hitting that goal, 
I could take action on them. So for me, I realized the single biggest thing that I wasn't doing was hiring a Facebook ads manager because I was scared. Once I worked through that fear, hired this awesome Facebook ads manager, and then remembered that every single thing that happened on Facebook was just a source of data, inputs and outputs. It wasn't about me as a human. It wasn't about me as a coach. It was just data. Then I could get so into this whole process of list building. I'm so excited about it now. It's so much fun to watch. And if I ever look at a graph of the growth on our email marketing account, it is crazy town. So we were building pretty consistently for a while. And then when I hired the Facebook ads manager, things completely spiked, hockey stick curve, exponential growth. And I blinked and all of a sudden we were so far past 500. But I never could have gotten there had I not gone through the process of overcoming my obstacles one by one. And I'll leave you with this one last tidbit. I would wager a bet that if you look back on the 30-day goal that you just set in a year, it's going to seem hilarious. It's going to seem so small. And you're going to wonder how you ever possibly thought that you couldn't achieve it. That's exactly what happened with me. Now I look back on the size of my email list and I'm like, I cannot believe I was so terrified of all these things. That's so easy now. So I want to leave you with that. Future you is going to thank present you because present you is learning how to do this goal setting process. Present you is walking through that four-step process of setting a 30-day goal, brainstorming action steps, brainstorming obstacles and strategies, and scheduling and following through. I hope that you enjoy this process. And by enjoy, I mean have a really hard, uncomfortable, challenging, but amazing time doing it. That is what's in store for you. I promise you that it will be worth it. You will be so proud of yourself. Enjoy and take care. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Peak Podcast. If you loved this episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review. The next best step after that is to head to peakcoaching.co slash deepworkstate, which is where you can grab the guide for how to get into a deep work state in 15 minutes. And that is your entry point to all things peak coaching. I am so excited to see you inside. Have a great one.